0: WABC. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So we had a big jobs report yesterday for the month of December. Non-farm payrolls up 216,000. However. The small business household survey from which the unemployment rate is derived, that thing fell 683,000. But the unemployment rate stayed at 3.7 as 676,000 people left the labor force. Go figure. Very odd report. And uh, private sector hiring looked pretty weak. So... We're going to bring in our great friend John Carney, economics editor of Breitbart News, co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. Uh, John Carney, welcome back. Um, I'm looking at your uh, very good report. You covered the waterfront. Jobs were weaker than they looked.
1: That's right. We had a lot, and this has been something you and I have talked about before. There's been a lot of government hiring and then what I would call Government adjacent hiring, social mm. services, education, healthcare—not sort of cyclical, expansive parts of the economy uh, at all. And so, what you're seeing is the cyclical, expansive parts of the economy are indeed slowing down in their hiring. Uh, there, you know, if you look through it, there was a lot of weakness. Actually, some surprising things that are so weak that I'm not sure I buy the numbers. Mm. There was a there was a uh, in the transportation and warehouse parts so of this is like guys delivering stuff to your home i don 't know about you. I saw a lot of trucks out in the road delivering things in mm. December, so the idea that that lost jobs didn 't seem to make sense to me. That could be a seasonal adjustment issue also you know meaning lots of people were hired in it, but they seasonally adjusted so much that it looks like a loss uh, in general. As our friend uh, Joe LaVornia has pointed out, um, it, there's a problem with these numbers. Uh, we've been seeing some very big revisions and we saw that this month, very big revisions to the past two months. We, the response rates from the businesses and households that respond to these things don't, uh, are, are very low. They were already falling before the pandemic and they sort of fell off a cliff after the pandemic which means there's a lot more estimation going into these numbers especially mm. in the initial reports so that's a problem also you know people don't understand that john
0: just as a, as an aside uh the 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 surveys that the bureau of labor statistics take uh of human resource departments for large corporations and um families you know small business owners those those are small surveys You know, 60, 80, 100,000, I think the non-farm, I think the corporate survey is about 150,000. There's six, uh, there's, let's see, uh, 160 million Americans that work. Right. And the rest of it's all done by econometric modeling. I mean, that's why the revisions are so substantial later on. I mean, these are like very broad estimates of the picture, and you should live or die with them.
1: And particularly when you've seen a lot of kind of wild fluctuations as we have in the post pandemic period, the models don't work as well. Mm. Uh, And so what we're so you you're still thinking, oh well, you know, how would an economy be operating normally? But we have some parts of the economy that literally just in the past few months just got back to their pre-pandemic levels. So we saw a lot of hiring in leisure and hospitality. But that was a lot of that was just sort of rebuilding to where we had been. So this probably is throwing off a lot of the estimates, which is one of the reasons you have to uh, revise it so much. But then also the response rates coming from businesses. Businesses aren't answering the surveys from the Department of Labor Mm -hmm. as much as they did before. And that also means that lowers the quality of the survey, just like any poll, right? If you take an opinion poll and you get thousands of responses, You're going to have a better opinion poll than if you get hundreds of responses. And that's what we're seeing here. These are basically opinion polls, you know, not quite opinion polls, but something close to that about how the labor market is doing.
0: So I noticed uh, whatever manufacturing hasn't produced any new jobs in a year, basically. And the ISM manufacturing report has been down, I don't know, whatever, 14, 15, 16 straight months. But you notice, again, going to Joe LaVornia, who's a very smart fella, the ISM services report was shockingly weak.
1: That's right. That's We all knew that manufacturing has been more or less at a recession for most of the year. The services sector was the one that's supposed to be coming back. If you look at services ex-government, uh, what you end up with is a very weak December number. Hmm. Uh, and that is troubling. Because that is the part of the economy that should be uh, less responsive to higher interest rates, um, and because people don't borrow to get services done as much, and also didn't have the boom that manufacturing did when we first came out of the pandemic. So we thought that that would keep expanding. It has slowed down a lot, so that is also troubling. for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
0: So core private job growth, only 41,000 on the three-month moving average. Temp hiring uh, also saw uh, By the way, more people working uh, multiple jobs, John. That's another one, uh, something like yeah. 8.5 million, which is a new record. What does this mean for Federal Reserve policy, do you think?
1: Well, so I think it actually can – it's very complex. So it means that hiring was weaker than expected. But one of the problems is that all of the government hiring doesn't really add to the production of goods and services. So we're not increasing supply of priced goods in the economy when we do a lot of government hiring. But we are increasing demand because all those government workers still have to buy groceries and get haircuts and, you know, and – by lawnmowers and snow blowers. So the all of the n- demand keeps increasing when you increase government share of hiring, but supply does not. So I think actually the Fed should look at this and say, all right, this is a problem. This is actually a even though hiring is weaker than it appears, it's a very inflationary report
0: mm. because
1: the parts of hiring that are strong Don't actually add goods and services to the economy.
0: Well, I liked your point. You know, the government workforce, which has been the leading job creator in the last year or more, uh, they may not produce anything, but they spend a lot. (laughs) That's right. Right. I mean, it's just so they're adding to demand. They're not adding to supply. So the Fed's got to keep
1: an eye on that. That's right. The Fed should keep an eye on that. And they the other thing is that they're less likely to pull back in because of fear of a economic downturn mm. because there is nothing as safe as a government job mm. and so th- they keep spending even when you, you know those of us in the private sector would normally say oh, oh I see trouble ahead I better start saving a little more money they don't have to protectively save the way the private sector does
0: so the net net is uh you think the Fed will start cutting? in – well, let's see. There's a January meeting, is there not? They're not going to cut yes. in January. And then the, no, they, that would be insane if they cut in January. Uh, right. I don't think they will. And the, what the next meeting after that is March? The
1: next meeting is March, mid March. And uh, I, th- the market right now thinks there's a seventy percent chance that they're going to cut.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that's I think that's way too generous. We only have two more jobs reports. This one the headline was strong and as I was saying if you dig deep into it it's not great news about the economy but it's worse news about inflation so I think the Fed would will probably wait until this summer and they're not going to you know like just cutting in March just seems especially when there's no you know the economy's still expanding we just there's no need to cut right there's not there's not a pressing crash happening that they would have to cut. Unemployment is 3.7 percent. Why would you need to cut? I think it's an option to cut. And I think they're not going to take that option until May or June or July, sometime down the road.
0: Unless you want to juice the economy for Biden, which is what Donald Trump told you and Alex Marlowe.
1: That's right. It looks very political if they start cutting early. And even worse, This is a point I made in Breitbart Business Digest. Even worse, if they start cutting now and inflation kicks up, then they will be in the position of having cut during the election year. And, you know, I think Donald Trump will be elected president in November. And then having to raise right after Donald Trump comes into office will make them look so partisan and so political that I actually think it will be a threat. To the structure of the Fed right now, if they were to mm-hmm. do that.
0: By the way, the segment with you and uh, Alex Marlowe just worked so beautifully, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Folks, for talking to John Carney, Breitbart news editor and co author of the Breitbart Business Digest. Thank you, John. See you this week. Folks, we're going to take a break. Other side, we've got legal beagle Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. The Supreme Court is going to take a look at the Colorado decision to uh, disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot. I know, Joe Biden is uh, the defender of democracy. We'll see what Greg has to say about it. I'm Kudlow. Straight ahead, we'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show on
1: 77 WABC.